0: Hi, this
1: is Robert Classy. You're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, along with Greg Airbar, welcoming you back to TV Confidential. Radio Talks about television and is about to play part two of a conversation with the Artemis Gordon of film and TV voice actors, Michael Bell. Michael Bell, one of the most enduring voice actors in film and television. Michael is acting in numerous animated shows, animated movies. And uh, video games, including The Transformers, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, The Houndcats, Rugrats, The Smurfs, The Storks, and far too many others to mention. You can follow Michael on Twitter, Michael's website, michaelbellvoices.com. Greg?
2: I wanted to mention something that you said at the recent ToonCon, that one of the classic actors that you admired the most was Cary Grant. Yeah, and I thought oh, that in some ways you... Model the kind of versatility that he had because you turn so easily from heavy drama and intensity to light comedy and sometimes sing or do whatever. And Cary Grant isn't really given the credit for that, that he's so incredibly versatile. And also, he was such a class act off screen.
0: Well, I I draw the line there. Uh, I'm not a class act off screen. vocally you know locally i'm good I, I can i'm pretty good when it comes to vocal baiting that's that's okay yeah i, I thought he was sensational and i thought he never got the kind of credit he should have gotten because he made it look so easy and some people say well you make it look so easy so obviously that's why you're not getting the credit although i get credit because i i work you know um, not as much now now that i've uh, turned 106 uh i don't <laughs> i don't get as many calls but uh it's no big deal i'm in, i'm, in, I'm <laughs> enjoying what it ever is i teach you know i've been teaching for 15 years i uh, not for 15, more than 15, but uh, the 15 years I've been teaching Japanese uh, drama students. They fly in from Osaka and Sapporo and uh, Tokyo to study with me.
1: Vocal baiting, that's a word I had never heard of, but uh, you tell me if I got it wrong, Michael. Vocal baiting, that's the practice of studying voices.
0: No, vocal baiting is doing your voice by yourself. Okay. Think about it. <laughs>
2: It took me a little while for that. <laughs> You know, I'm Catholic, so it took me a Frank, while. All us
0: guys, Frank, all us guys, we'd sit there, and we would just by ourselves, we sit there and go, I don't care. <laughs> whatever we, would make, we would just do voices preparing for whatever we were going to do, and I'd say, God, everybody's vocal-baiting here. <laughs>
1: okay, or well... need everybody else. All right, okay, okay. Now, 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 okay, I, I, I got it. Okay, but... Um, learning a little bit about you before you called. In your early, early career as, as an actor, you, work a, you worked a lot of odd jobs from being an usher a Grauman's Chinese to di- different sort of jobs. And I would imagine you, you met a lot of different people, a lot of different characters, as you were working odd jobs as while you were also learning your craft as an actor. And I would imagine somewhere in the recesses of your mind from one project or another, you drew on the experience of the various people that you met as you created characters for your various shows.
0: But that's our job. Yeah, that, that's exactly what we do. That's our job. We put, we, I, I, when I teach, I say plagiarize, don't shade your eyes. That's why God made your eyes. So plagiarize. <laughs> so what you do is you, you literally, you, learn, you, you watch what other actors, famous actors or, or, or people or whatever it is, if they have an interesting uh, speech uh, pattern or if they have an interesting voice pattern, whatever it is, you take someone like Emmett um, M. Walsh uh, from Blood Simple. He's got a back voice, and uh, the way he approaches, uh, he kind of, you know, looks, has a kind of a sweaty countenance, and uh, he reads uh, in a, straight, a certain way. You know. That's a very I'm, good Emmett Walsh. Emmett Walsh, yeah, from Blood Simple. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I would use him. I told him I met him. I said I'm, I, have used your voice in a couple of. Uh, Animated shows. He said, "You never, you never sent me any money." So <laughs> I, oh. I said, "I guess I've done Jack. I've done Jack Valance. I worked for Jack Valance." I said, I, 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 "I've used his voice on a, as, a, as a black hat character in a, in a Western, animated Western. He yeah, had that kind of. He uh, always you kind know, of heavy into that mic, and I said, 'That I'm going to use that. You yeah, know, that works for me.' So, and, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's what we do. That's most of." Most of when I entered the field, and the, the guys that alongside me, there were, f- I think, five or six people doing voices for animation. They were working like crazy when I stepped into it. So uh, they were all doing Peter Laurie and Boris Karloff, or the women were doing uh, Betty Davis uh, or Tulula Bankhead for characters. I mean, you that's what you drew upon. Or Grandma, Grandpa.
1: Or on the line with us is Michael Bell. Michael Bell, one of the most enduring voice actors in film and TV animation, and an actor whose voice you've heard in numerous video games and animated series, including The Transformers, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, The Houndcats, Rugrats, The Smurfs, and The Snorks. You can follow Michael on Twitter at Michael Bell VO, as well as Michael Bell Voices. Com. Disclosure, this is one of those what-did-you-have-for-breakfast-40-years-ago questions, you know. Okay. Okay. You did a number of shows for Quinn Martin. Yeah. You did a couple of streets. Uh, you did one episode of the FBI. Right. Bill uh, William Wired directed it. Ed Nelson was in the cast. Do you have any recollections of, of working on that show or working with Ephraim right. Trubles?
0: Interestingly enough, I live not far from uh, Ephraim. Uh, when I moved into my home here in Encino, he was two, three or four houses uh, south of me. So I got to be friends with him again and his wife, Bethany. And, of course, I worked with Bethany in in that on-camera thing I did. What the hell is that? Stainless steel. Oh, Reverend
1: steel. Stainless steel.
0: So I did that. And then, of course, I got to know the family pretty well. And every time i call over there, when Ephraim answered the phone, which you would not know by seeing him because he was so, you know, Republican, right wing, conservative. He'd answer the phone. He'd go, "Hello," <laughs> and I go, "Okay, who's this?" The first time I said, "Who's this?" He said, "Oh, uh, who do you want?" I said, "I'm, I'm looking for Ephraim and Stephanie." He went, "Oh, well, Stephanie's here." And I said, "Who the hell is this?" He went. Is Ephraim? I went Eph oh, <laughs> that's great. That is really great. I had no idea that he had that sense of you because know, he's very stiff. You know, he's that you know, upper upper you know upper crust kind of guy. Uh, we were doing um, we were doing something. In, we were in the in the lot of something. We were running after some criminals. I was running alongside him, and I had the gun in front of me, which was usual when I was playing those guys. Mm-hmm. And the director, William, said, uh, oh, "Stop, cut, Mike. What are you doing?" Uh, what you told me to do he said w- w- where's your right hand I said my right hand's on on my weapon and he said okay where's your left hand I said it, it's on my head and he said why is it on your head Michael he said because my hair is blowing back and, and I'm I'm going bald and I don't want anybody to see that and he went you can't do that you have to work with one hand down and the other hand out <laughs> to get your hair I said would you like a hat I said no that's even worse have you seen my ears what would I look like with a hat so he said, All right, never mind. I thought, Oh, this is crazy. I, I'm worried now when I'm running and I'm walking and I'm doing because I started to get started to lose a, my hair in the front of my head, I went, Okay, that's great. I gotta I gotta get out of this business. I mean I'm so worried about what I look like I can't concentrate on the job. So that was sort of like nearing the end of until until I did um, what was it, chip? That was kind of the one of the that was the nail in the coffin for me. I hated doing that show so much. I said, okay, I'm going to stick the voice on. I, I really love doing cartoons. It's much much more fun.
1: You mentioned uh, uh, William Wired was the director of that FBI. Uh, I, I think Wired directed one of the Rockfords you did with Jim Garner. Yes, I, we all
0: knew each other. We all knew each other. Even when I did Ironside, you know, when I did Ironside, I knew the director because he used me in something else, and we sort of we were sort of like. Around We were hand-picked and slept around because they knew actors like myself, um, uh, we were dependable. We could give it a performance, we hit the mark, mm-hmm. hit our hinge, and everybody could go home on time. I remember uh, being able to play like that because I was working with uh, uh, Raymond Brer. And in uh, one of the things was Roddy McDowell and uh, myself and mm-hmm. uh, got a couple of the other people and, and Elaine Giftos. And uh, we were uh, an improv group. And, uh, and I was the director, so I said, can I, I'm going to play this guy a little light in his loafers. And Raymond said, oh, sounds great. You know, fun. <laughs> so I, uh, I, when he was, he, he wheeled on and he uh, said, all right, what's going on with that wonderful voice of his? He said, who's in charge here? And I went over and I walked well, I said, what is going on? Who are you? <laughs> and, he, and he did his line. I went, oh, aren't you cute? And I sat in his lap. He <laughs> went, <laughs> What the hell is going on? Is that in the script? And it was just pandemonium. It was so much fun. It was so great working with someone like that.
1: It was so much fun. Especially when you're working on television where you got to shoot these things very, very quickly. Um, I would imagine both you know, as, as an actor, when, when you have a chance to work with either an actor again or a director such as Wired again who... He knows what you can do. You know what his style is. There's there's a lot of shorthand. You can just concentrate on the on, on, on the work, whether it's a one day scene or whether you're there for the entire week.
0: And now there are there are limits, you know. In doing Streets of San Francisco, I had to die. I think it. was Calm Walden and uh, and uh, Michael, Michael Douglas, Douglas uh, yeah. at that point. And I had to die. I was a I was a, I was a guest star, or whatever. And I, and I get killed. And i and I I die and lie down. And all of a sudden, I forgot the director's in gold, something gold. And he says. Uh, cut, Mike. Uh, you can't die with your eyes open. I said what? You, you can't die with your eyes open. It's, it's it's a network. You can't die with your eyes open. Your eyes have to be closed. Said, what is that? I said yes. Yeah. And here, really, this really seems good. And I thought, oh wow, that I'm not allowed to die with my eyes open. Nowadays, you can die with your fly open. <laughs>
1: <Hi>. <laughs> that seems odd. dead is dead. What difference does it make if your eyes are open or eyes are shut? See?
0: Network uh, policy. Yeah, the actor can't have his eyes open uh, when he dies, and you had to be very careful. And it's, I mean, there were so many rules, regulations. Just crazy.
1: Of course, you know, you mentioned you did a lot of Quinn Martin shows during that time because Martin had so many different shows. On if you got on his radar or his casting people's radar, that means that if you did a street, you would also be in. Asked to do a Barnaby Jones or a Cannon or, or whatever other shows he had on, which is good for you because it's work.
0: Sure. It was great. I did Cannon. Yeah, obviously. I, I wound up doing it. In fact, in Cannon, I did it in a prison. I was in a prison, as I recall. I think that's what it was. And and, uh, and they said, okay, Mike, you're going up on the second floor, which is where the prisoners were. All these guys were in, behind bars. I mean, they were like, a, like 20 guys behind one great big uh, camp thing, right behind bars. And they said, "And we'll call you down as soon as we just count to three. You'll hear something, and then come on down and enter the scene." I said, "Okay." And I'm in a prison outfit, so I walk up the stairs, and, I'm, and these guys are going, "Hey, man, you got any cigarettes?" "Hey, man, you know, what are you, an actor?" "Hey, man, what are you doing?" You know, it's really creepy. And I'm standing there and waiting for my cue, and I'm waiting. I don't get my cue, so I try to sneak down the stairs, race, because I don't want to break into the scene. And nobody's there. It's empty. They've all gone to lunch. Ooh. I'm now in the prison, in my prison outfit. Just me. Wow. And a guard comes over. He says, hey, how are you doing here? I said, well, I'm an actor. Oh, yeah? so am I. Come on. And he's going to put me behind bars. Oh, wow.
1: Wow.
0: So I said, whoa, 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 hang on. And I, I yelled, hey, what the hell? And then suddenly the, the uh, AD comes in. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Oh, monkey. Oh, yeah, he's one of us. He's one of our guys. Says, yeah, I'm one of our guys. Jesus, I almost got raped. What are you, crazy? I mean, that's, that's how quick they were moving. That's how fast they were going. <laughs> you had to watch yourself. And that was, uh, gee, I, I should have got raped. I couldn't seen them. I could have
1: been a star. <laughs> <laughs> one more question vis-a-vis Rockford, then I'll throw it back to Greg. Uh, we, we mentioned acting is reacting. James Garner was one of the best reactors in the business. Do you have uh, any, any memories of working with Garner?
0: You know, I don't. I, I don't have any memories of working with him. I have memories of working with Chuck Connors, not Chuck Connors, uh, Mike Connors
1: mm-hmm.
0: from. Um, that I have a memory. I remember working with him. I don't remember. I remember working with James Connor Garner, but I don't. I think he was somewhat distant. He um, so was not. You know, he didn't really warm up to the guest stars, but uh, at least to me. But he certainly did. Uh, but uh, certainly, uh, Mike did. And I know Mike and I had a very big, heavy scene. He had a lot of dialogue. I had a lot of dialogue. And he started his dialogue, and, and he got halfway through. He said, why am I doing all this dialogue? I'm the star of the show. Give it to him. <laughs> he walked away. And, I went, and they gave me the script. And I said, I haven't learned this. I don't know any of this. He said, well, you can do it. That's okay. Just don't worry about it. I said, don't worry about it. And I had to learn it very, very fast because it was the next shot.
1: And that probably that probably meant a couple of more days of you being on the set, which meant which ultimately meant a bigger paycheck at the end. Actually,
0: what it meant was um, uh, uh, acid agita. It gave I think I am taking <laughs>
1: <laughs> On the line with us is Michael Bell. Michael Bell, one of the most enduring voice actors in film and TV animation, and you can follow Michael on Twitter at Michael Bell V O as well as Michael Bell Voices com Greg.
2: Well, I just thought of a, a dazzling, more obscure. Another thing that we discussed on the show extensively was the Snorks, on which you played All Star, and that ran a long time. A lot of people don't realize how successful that was as a series, because it was overshadowed by the Snorks. Well, they that, showed it to us, they showed us the pictures. I said, going, Oh, look how cute! Look, the
0: Snorks. They look so cute." And I said, and I looked and I said. Guys, it really looks like a condom.
2: And I'm sure I'm gonna be kicked off the show. <laughs> but they they were, didn't All Star made a, a guest appearance on Family Guy, was it? Uh yeah, yeah, I did.
0: I think I I think All Star did and I think I thought Zan did. I thought Zan made an appearance on Family Guy. It's just it's sort of vague in my mind. I just know I I was there and I had to do it. I don't remember if it was all-star or Zan Xan made a, a guest, guest appearance on Family Guy. Can't recall. But I do know that uh, I had something to do with Frank at one point where we had to, even though we talked normally, there was one point where we had to talk underwater. And uh, I was having difficulty with it. I kept drinking a glass of water and, and just, just kept trying to talk to <laughs> up, And I'm choking. And I thought, Geez, what the hell's wrong? I'm, I'm going to lose this because I really thought I could do this. At which point... Uh, Gordon Hunt, who's our director, of his soul, said Frank, you have to do your character, so why don't you do your character first, and we'll water, and Michael get the idea, and so Frank puts his fingers between his lips, and he goes, oh, what are we doing now? Blah, 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 blah. Gee, we're in trouble, and I went, oh, that's great, Frank. Why didn't you show me how to do that? And he said, because I was having so much fun watching you drown. <laughs>
2: When you when you did Devlin, you were paired again with Mickey Dolans. Was there a uh, a warm-hearted reunion scene between the two of you after the monkeys? He didn't say a word. He wouldn't have known who I was if he had
0: run over me in his tricycle. He's <laughs> a clue. not as who I was. I, and I wasn't going to mention it. I wasn't going to get into it. We're doing the show, and I want to say, "Hey, you schmuck!"
2: But I was. <laughs> That was a good show. Devlin was good. Yeah. We reviewed that too. Yeah, Devlin was good. I, I like
0: one of my faves, although it's not my favorite, but one of my faves because I got a chance to to work again with Mel Blanc was uh, Speed Buggy. That was again. Oh
2: yeah.
1: You met yeah that was- you met Mel very very early in in your career when you're just starting as a voice artist, correct?
0: Absolutely, and I met him through the girl I was dating at the time, which was Joni Gerber, who was the story lady and also. Uh, uh, wait till the kids come home, and uh, she was uh, uh, one of the regulars on uh, Puffin' Stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, she's Judy the Frog. You, you've got to, you you must, you must meet Mel, and you've got to meet Noel. And since that time, I've become good friends with Noel. And they they put me in the room, and I sat there with Mel Blank, female Mel blank. And I mean, just, wow, that was extraordinary. And then he said, Mike, you wanna, you wanna go in there and try this with Dad? And I went, like, try what? And he said, uh, you'll be the young, because you're a young guy, and you'll just be a young guy. You're going here to buy some rugs, and, and Dad, you're going to play an East Indian, and you're selling him the rugs. And it was for some commercial or something, maybe anime. I forgot what it was. And which one, I went in the booth, and uh, Mel does his thing. And uh, I said, well, sir, uh, uh, this is a great-looking rug. Can I blah, 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 et cetera? And then Mel does his thing, and then Mel says, Dad, that's not, an East, that's not an East Indian. That's an American Indian. And he goes, oh, okay. And he starts again. He says, no, no, Dad, that, that's still not it. And he goes, he goes, no, Dad, Mike, can you do East Indian? And I went, uh, yeah. And I looked at Mel, and I said, is that okay? And he said, go, Vodix, go, go do it. And I said, okay. So I did my East Indian, and he played the other role. And I thought, one of my first gigs, I beat out Mel Blank. Wow. Wow. I mean, that was a guess. He was, I had worked on it several occasions tried with my union to get him posthumously, obviously, a SAG Award, Screen Actors Guild Award. And it was uphill. There we don't give posthumous awards. Well you should. You should for Mel Blank. You absolutely should. I mean he he, yes. he is, he's, the, he's an original. Yeah. He's just a voice person. He's a wonderful actor, a marvelous actor, could sing, could do all of that stuff. You know, what are you guys thinking? Give him an award. he, he deserves an award. Give it to his son. His son would love it. It'd be a wonderful gift.
2: He but, deserves a stamp, too. There was some discussion of that.
0: He does deserve a stamp. It should be his face. Not Bugs Bunny or, or, or Tweety Bird or Sylvester uh, or you know, Pepe Le Pew. He, he deserves his face on the stamp. He really does.
1: Right, because he was a consummate actor. He was a consummate actor because voice acting is acting.
0: Absolutely. He was a wonderful actor. Absolutely wonderful actor and wonderful to work with. He was a real treat. He was very funny. He, I looked at his license plate one day and I said, what is KMIT? Is that a radio station that you started or something? He says, no. I said, that's on your license plate. He said, no, that means Kashmir and Turkish."
1: <laughs> Michael Bell will be back in a few weeks to talk some more about his career. Behind the microphone and in front of the camera, we will ask him about working with Patrick Duffy on Dallas, and Patrick Stewart on Star Trek The Next Generation. We will also talk about the parquet tub commercials that Michael did back in the 70s, as well as the invention that Michael and Melanie Shartoff tried to get off the ground around the time they were doing Rugrats. All that more coming up in a few weeks on TV Confidential. You can follow Michael Bell on Twitter, at MichaelBellVO, as well as his website, MichaelBellVoices.com. We'll take a quick time out, then Jared Hewitt, the voice of the Disney Channel, will join us next on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash
2: 886 7411 or visit frontporchrealtrygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.